0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There was a piece in the examiner in the last couple of days uh, that tells us that the number of Gardaí in Cork fell between 2022 and 2023. Um, it, It tells us that the census of 2022 identified the population of Cork to have grown by 8% population of Cork, I'm assuming this is city and county, is now over 584,000 well over half a million people population of Cork but the numbers of Gardaí fell. We had more guards in 2016 than we have at the end of 2023 there was just under 700 guards in Cork City in December 2023 which was down probably, so that was slightly up on twenty sixteen, but overall the numbers have fallen. The Examiner goes into a, a deep dive on the numbers, um, and it also says that guards are leaving the force now. A lot of young guards, in particular, are either not joining up at all or leaving the force for better paid positions. Uh, the pharmaceutical sector picking up on a lot of guards leaving the force at the moment. It goes into the numbers. It tells us about the Bridewell uh, had twenty nine guards in twenty twenty three. Uh, down from 40 in 2021. It tells us that Ballincollig has had an increase of 26 guards to a total of 49. It tells us that Black Rock is down to 16. There was 32 there in 2014. And it quotes Carrigaline numbers. 20 guards in 2023. Cove, 33. Gran uh, Gronebraher, of course, one of the main stations. Gronebraher is down from 61 to 52 by the end of December. Mayfield has 56. Toker, 60, which is down uh, over the previous year. Bishopstown has 17 guards. Bandon, 73. They break it down quite well, actually, in the examiner. What I'm talking now, again, as we've talked before, Padraig Harrington, the Representative Association Executive Member here in Cork. Uh, people are leaving in their droves, uh, Padraig, because, look, the numbers don't lie, do they? Good morning.
1: Good morning, PJ. How are you? Yeah, um, look, I suppose the, the, the startling figure, really, um, that I can give you is... On the 31st of December 2022, we had 604 of Garda-rank uh, members in Cork City. And one year later, we had 562. So that that's a drop of 42 um, for guards in Cork City in just one year. But can I just say one thing to you, PJ? Like the, the, the examiner figures... I, I, I suppose they're a misrepresentation uh, probably and uh, not the examiner's fault, I'd say it's the Management's fault. Um they quote figures and they're quoting you the overall, like, you know, the chief superintendent is of Cox City and all the superintendents, all the inspectors, they're included in those figures. But they're not the people out in the street doing the doing the work. And like just to give you an example, you know, I I see from the article there that Carigaline is, is quoted as um Having uh, 20 guards, now. and that would make you think that there's 20 guards open the street, um, when in fact there's only 10 guards in Carrigaline open the street across four units. So you have only two and a half, you know, an average of two and a half guards working at any time in Carrigaline. And you like, you know, again, if we required 604 guards according to HRPD in Dublin eh, on the 31st of December 2022. Why do we only require 562 on the, first of the uh, 31st of December 2023? There, there's something wrong there, and like even even the 604, I can tell you, wasn't enough. And I've said that to you before, we're, we're, we're short, you know, well over 120 guards in Cork. Um, I remember when when Barrack Street and, and the Bridewell, I'm old enough in the guards now to remember when Barrick Street was open and it closed back in 2013, but we had 12 detectives, and I'm only talking about my own office. Effectively, we have five now uh, covering both areas. Uh, There's two inside an incident room that don't take calls. So we have two or three that are actually dealing with all the incidents for that particular area. That'll just give you an idea of the reduction in numbers in the last 10, 11 years. You know, we went from 12 down to, if you want to call it, five. And that's, that's replicated across all the units. So... You know, we certainly don't have enough. And you know, I I, I, I heard Seamus McGrath about Carrigaline. You know, if Carrigaline had enough guards, the station would be open to the, to the public, and it's not. If Ballincollig had enough guards, it, that that's another figure. Like there's 49 quoted for Ballincollig, about 25 of them are the roads policing unit or the traffic horrors people know them. So the people at Ballincollig don't have 49 guards. They have 49 guards that are stationed out there, but they're not available. And like. I suppose we have a, a serious problem within the guards after recruitment and retention um, is, is a problem and the whole pensions issues uh, around the, the post-2013 people is seeing, you know, vast uh, numbers of guards leaving uh, for the private sector um, so, the, you know, it, it is a huge issue.
0: It's hard to get them in at one end. And they're leaving very early at the other. Talk to me a, a second about getting the in at one end because now you can join the guards up to the age of fifty. Does that look like it'll help?
1: Uh, yeah, look, everything helps, TJ I suppose. But it, realistically, like up to fifty years of age, you're, you're not going to be leaving a, a lucrative job in the private sector. Like it realistically suits, you know, somebody that's coming from. The likes of the Army, where they have done their 21 years and, and they can retire out of the Army and, you know, they're still relatively, relatively uh, fit. And, you know, they might like to, you know, spend 10 mm. or 15 years in the Guard. So it might suit somebody like that. But I don't to see too many from the private sector itself uh, joining up, to be quite honest with you.
0: What's the starting salary of an ordinary everyday, for want of a better expression, an ordinary Garda? What's the starting salary now, Audrey? Uh, uh, High 30s
1: it would be mid- 30s I would think uh, yeah. and it rises uh, there's obviously a salary scale you rise up to about the late 50s but then depending on on the type of work you do and you know obviously the the Sundays and the, the night duty they attract allowances and stuff like that so while you might be on 35 starting off you you're probably on realistically maybe 43 or 44 starting off if you're on shift.
0: Which isn't a bad wage uh, when one is starting a new job in, in one's 20s even. But, but at the same time, there's a lot of risk involved these days in being a guard there. That-
1: well, look, PJ, I, I presume if you go into work, the likelihood of you getting assaulted is, is zero. Whereas if a young guard goes into work, the likelihood of him getting assaulted on the street is very, very high. A lot of it goes unreported as such, like, you know, if you get, you know, if, if a young guard there or a fit guard gets an old slap, uh, you know, across the head or whatever, and he's actually not hurt, he doesn't bother doing anything about it. So, it's, in, this, in the whole stats, it gets missed, um, you know, realistically, unless a guard is, is is injured and requires medical treatment, it's not really reported.
0: I am the product of a guard, the family, as I'm sure you know. Is it a job for a family man or a family woman in
1: 2024? Uh, look, I, I, I suppose I'm invested in it. I've, I've spent 24 years in the guards and, uh, you know, I, I, I like what I do. Uh, but would I advise my daughter to go into it? I I, I wouldn't, PJ, to be straight up and honest, which I, I, I'd, I'd steer her away from it. And that's purely because of the, the whole assaults and, and, and all the rest of it, you know. If, if you had a, a son, you'd, you'd say maybe. But, like, again, there's huge issues in, in relation to the guards. Like, the, the younger guards now, some of them, depending on, on um, you know, if they didn't get up the night duty and the, the allowances, if they didn't have the maximum for those over their 30-year service, they could retire, be forced to retire at 60 on a pension of 8,000 euros. And that's that's the reality. And at best, 12,000 euros. So, like, you come to 60 and, and, you know, you might still have kids at college or you might still have, you're getting a pension of 8,000 euros. It's not supplemented by anything else. Um, so, you could not possibly survive on that. And you are, it's compulsory retirement at 60 years of age. You have to then go back out into the workforce and seek it other alternative employment so I'll like, I, I give you a good example I have a young sergeant out there In I no longer represent him because he's a member of Axie, but he, he's a good example to give um, you know he's only about seven years service and you know would be on good wages he'd be on the, I suppose the, the bottom end of the sergeants which would be around 60,000 a year but he's looking at it and he's going down to one of the major pharmaceutical plants um, number one he's starting on more money um, and number two He's he, he'll be looking at a pension, you know, in the mid thirties to low forties, depending on, you know, what he puts into it and stuff like that. But you know, he was looking at that versus eight to twelve thousand, and he, you know, he's a family man, and it was no brainer for him. Like it, the pensions is a is a massive massive issue.
0: Talk to me about that for a little while, Padre, because it was a, there was a time when one of the perks of being a guard was a half decent pension when you're done your 30 years are those days well gone
1: anybody that joined after 2013 those days are gone people aren't realizing it when they're going in you know when they're applying for the girls that the, the pension is is atrocious at the end of it and then when they get in and maybe they meet a, a girl or a fella or whatever and get married or you know whatever the circumstances are. And they're looking at the future and saying, right, we might have kids, and they they have to they have to um, plan for the future. And they're saying, right, well, the guards isn't for me because I won't be able to um, I won't be able to you know sustain my lifestyle or whatever. Um, you know, I won't be able to put the kids through college or whatever. And they they, they have to move into the private sector for that reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pension isn't the only issue. I like oversight. You know. Um, I, as, as, as head of the rep body in Cork City, I would spend the vast majority of my time in, in my representative role in what we call governance in relation to discipline. And, you know, you have people making complaints that are vexatious against guards. And, you know, while well, well, people might say, well, that's, that's part of the job. It does put a lot of stress on younger members to think that, you know, this is hanging over me and mm. all the rest of it. You know, some of the older guards would say, gosh, ah, sure, look, I'll deal with that. You know, I won't worry about that. But it does, depending on the person, it puts a lot of strain and stress on them. Mm. Um, so, and then, you know, you know, the new systems that are coming into the guards that are being touted to the public that this will give more, you know, it'll show more guards on the street and will it, it's more efficient and all the rest of it. Realistically... It's not like there's one, um, there's an investigation management system, and I remember saying to the assistant commissioner of the southern region at one stage, if you want no guards in the street, you implemented that, that in Cork City because that'll take every guard that we have in Cork City off the streets. It's not a system that should be implemented in the city, it does not work. But mm. you know, guard and management, well, we're investing in it now, so we'll have to bring it in, and they're, they're bringing it into the smaller divisions, and they're just bogging the members down behind computers and stuff like that and they're simply not listening to the, the guards in the room that are actually doing the work and know whether it is working or not and that's, you know, people I suppose get browned off PJ and they say this isn't a job for me and they leave Yeah,
0: But that, that seems to be a common thing in, in many lines of work Padre that we talk to people about here in the programme from day to day. The ordinary guy or ordinary woman doing their job on the street knows the job inside out backwards and sideways. Management are up at the other end of the country doing things that have them here in Cork with their head in their hands going, this won't work, why are you doing this? There's a lot of that in the guards.
1: There is, yeah, there is, unfortunately. And look, as I say, we, we keep highlighting this stuff and, you know, I suppose going back to when we had the, the, the vote of no confidence in the Guard of Commissioner, oh, yeah. that would have been, that, you know, that would have been one of the, uh, you know, probably the, the primary factor in, we keep telling you about this and you're not doing anything about it. Um, and eventually people just got so blown off that they, I had people ask me every day of the week, kind of going, are you doing anything about this? Are you doing anything about this? You know, and eventually the GRA had to do something about it.
0: After 24 years and particularly being a representative of, of the membership, Padre, do you still enjoy it
1: every day? I do because um, when I go into work I don't know what I'm going into um, I, I, you know when I go into work every morning I have a plan you know that I'm going to maybe you know I'll do the the case now that involves PJ Coogan you know he was robbed there last night or what you know last week or whatever but when I go into work, there could be somebody sitting inside in the cell waiting to be questioned in relation to, you know, another serious offence. And then I have to change my plan. So every day is a different day for me, and I do enjoy it, and I enjoy the whole investigation and all the rest of it. But again, I'm invested into the whole thing. I'm 24 years in the guards, and, you know, I'm not going to be going to... You know, the the Ansons or the Pfizers are, are at, at this stage of my life... Um, you know, I'll I'll see all my time in the guards, and and after that we'll see. <laughs>
0: Padraig, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks very much. Mind yourself. Cheers,
0: Padraig Harrington, the uh, Cork Executive Member on the Guard Garda Representative Association. Corks ninety six FM.